Holy cow, it's episode seven. And we back, and we back, and we back. What it do? What it do? It's Connor. It's Ben. What up, what up? How's it going? Pretty good. You know what I realized? I was asking them. Oh. I'm playing. How you doing? <laughs> you know what I realized I've never asked you before? What? That I thought would be a really good question. Who was your childhood hero? First person that came to mind when you asked me that was Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson, bro. Mine's a basketball player, too. Keep it going. It was Kobe. <laughs> yeah. No surprise there. Yeah, man. I loved basketball growing up, and AI was the dude. So I think he just transformed what basketball was. And as far as, like, man, dude, he, he just had brought... the he, handles... Mm-hmm. The game itself, he had swag and and he had style. Swag, dude, for real. And so he brought a different style. Well, he and... made, I mean, obviously hip hop. I feel like was big in the NBA already, but he made it more of a hip hop culture. Yeah, no, for you know sure. What I mean? With the with the cornrows. Mm-hmm. I think he was like one of the first people to really think about all the ugly suits before AI, or like just in the beginning. How, every, how he changed how people dressed mm-hmm. walking into games. Mm-hmm. Baggy shorts. I was never a huge... I I, I loved Allen Iverson, but I wasn't like... I was obviously a Kobe fan. Yeah. And I was living... Well, let's see. I was living in California when they were playing. I don't remember if it was the finals where it was Lakers 76ers or if it was a playoff series. Wait, it wouldn't have been a playoff series. I'm being dumb. No, it was the finals all one. Yeah, so first off, crazy. But... When AI went off and they took game one and then they got destroyed for four straight. Yep. But, I mean, they had no chance. So, one Lakers were killer. Before all of my basketball games in the beginning of high school, I watched. There's a. There was um, uh, a a highlight clip of AI um, that I would watch before all my games because it was just like. New York State of Mind by Nas, Nas in the background. Yeah, it was called. It was like Alan Iverson, the answer. That was yeah, the title dude. of the video, and it was like the sickest. And at one point, he's putting his hands up in the air, and someone in the audience behind, right exactly there, is holding up a 76ers banner, and it looks Ooh, like AI is carrying it. Okay. But just all, it was all of his best like highlights. But it was an older video too, so yeah. it was like real, dude. It was sick, retro, so, dude. And it was... got me fired up, dude. Yeah, man. He uh, yeah, he just made me want to play basketball. I remember going outside like late at night and just like mm-hmm. practicing his moves in the crossover. Yep. You know, his signature mm-hmm. like hezy crossover. Yeah, it's sick. And then I had a basketball. I had an Allen Iverson basketball. It was yeah. like his jersey on a basketball. That's what it looked Dude. like. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I've seen. Ones? I know those ones. Yeah, yeah. that's one. awesome. And then it started like peeling, and that was like not super oh. high quality, but. Yep. Those were sick, yeah. And I remember when I was in, like, I think I was in high school or something, and someone was like, this is, like, the highest honor I had had up to that point. Someone was like, dude, you play, like, Alan Iverson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, yes. I've accomplished everything yep. I need to, but. Yeah. Dude, yeah, I was a huge, obviously, we talked about it, a huge Kobe fan, but, and this is before, um, my, but my version of playing basketball was always like deep threes right and like all that stuff but that was before like the three it was obviously big 
you know, Kobe had 12 threes in a game in right. 2003 um, against the uh, Supersonics. Dang. Um, 12? 12. Are you sure? he, he shot 12 of 18. Yeah. Yep. Dang. 12. He had the record until, I think, um, Curry? Curry beat it. Dang. But I think I played more like Curry than I did like Kobe, but Curry wasn't in the league yet. Because, well, I mean... you passed like Kobe. I passed like Kobe. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I was a ball hog. Because, okay, here's what happened. So I had all these kids on my team, who some of them I'm still friends to this day. Mm-hmm. So I hope you're not listening. But I, well, okay. I so here's are. here's what happened: is I would play when I was in middle school and late elementary school. Like I would just play basketball all the time, mm-hmm. and I was a great shooter back then, and could score a lot, and was like was pretty good. I felt like above average. Yeah. And uh, so, but at the end, I was already, I was already that good. I felt like at, in like fifth grade and we started doing traveling team and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a couple of the kids on my team, their parents were the coaches. And so I was like not getting any touches. Like, and it was sad, bro. Like ball hog city up in there. The but then injustice. sixth grade, my dad becomes the coach. Let's and go. I'm like, now it's my time. And he benched you too. <laughs> no, oh. no, dude. It was the opposite. I... There was a game where I think in a sixth grade traveling game, I dropped 28 points. And it was against Jace Williamson, on, my childhood bully. On 29 shots? No, dude. No, dude. It was a good game. But it was... Okay, so there was a kid, and I was living in Eau Claire. And um, that was where my traveling team was from, of course. Mm-hmm. But we were playing against a Rapids team. Yep. And I had started my like school career out in Rapids, and this kid bullied me. Shout like, beat me Rapids. up. Beat me up, and then he was the one guarding me during the game. And you beat him up. And I was like, okay, this game. is what I, this is what we're gonna do. And I, yeah, it was like I, I obliterated him, and nice. I felt really. It was the coolest thing ever. Like knocked him down, was raining on him. It was the best, bro. Did you hit a three and then step over him? No, dude, AI style. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah, that was. Uh, I miss basketball back when I was a kid, bro. We need to play soon, by the way. Dude, I was going to ask you if you want to play tonight, but it's too Maybe late. we can tomorrow. Yeah, we should. I played last week a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's Over been a while for me. It's been a while for me. I think the last time was when we played. I mean, I've shot around here and there. Right. I actually yeah, played I against my little brother, who Jack Clot. He's on the up. He's up and coming. He's a baller. Um, but we played out with Jacob Lund. Right before our first episode drop. Right. Yeah, that, was that the same day? <laughs> that was the day we recorded, yeah. We were playing on a double rim outdoors. Yeah, that was trash. And it was, nobody what? was making shots with my like $6 ball I bought at Walmart. What do you mean, bro? I was going hard. <laughs> you were balling, but not, okay, it was trash for me. No, that, I still, no, that, that rim is garbage, but mm-hmm. makes well, you it dial it It in. wouldn't matter you if you were swish. swishing them. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. True. No, I was making nothing, though. Mm-hmm. So, we discussed this before, but we want to talk about the Bible yes, in this episode, which is an extremely broad topic. It's 66 books in one. We're going to just read the Bible. We're going to read the whole thing, so I hope you have some time. So, this might be our and longest. Patience. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But, I, yeah. I was just talking with, uh, well... My, another friend and we were we were talking about well I have a problem where I feel like I do I read the Bible consistently but which isn't the problem the problem is I like feel like sometimes I end up spending more times with other books right. and 
letting those inform what me on what the Bible says instead of letting the Bible shape it. Right. But it just really motivated me to be like, really, like, which other supplemental books are awesome, right. by the way. Mm-hmm. But I was using them the wrong way, where I was like spending more time with those than with the Bible. That's what I should say. Where I, I, I really, at this point in time, which that's not always wrong, but at this point in time, I feel like I need to buckle down and like really dig in the word. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, just so just feeling motivated. I've been really yeah. thinking about that lately and how important the Bible is and how important scripture is. Right. And I feel like I've been misusing it almost. Hmm. Not misusing it, but I feel like my routine for the last couple of years has been to always be on a plan, which is awesome. I love being on a plan. Right. But sometimes I've been reading it and I, I think I would encourage all of our listeners to be on a Bible plan or like just to try to read it cover to cover. And I think right. do that consistently. I think it's made for that because, um, but I, I'm trying to approach it in a new way where I'm trying to really be focused on just that during the time that I'm reading. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's okay yeah. that I'm reading like three chapters maybe. Right. But I want to be really present in there for the three chapters. Yeah, Does right. that make sense? Yep. Because sometimes I just read it to read. Right. Oh. Which is what a lot of people yeah. have that against plans. Or they'll be like, no, I'm not going to do a plan. Otherwise, I'll just read it to reach a quota. Yeah. But you can have the right mindset and have a plan. I think that's yeah, the sure. plans help you get things done. Yeah, they keep but, you on track and keep you consistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important uh, to to develop discernment. Mm-hmm. So that can happen, obviously, or should happen if you're humbly reading it and then you're able to read other things mm-hmm. and, and go into those with discernment because for sure you need that to be able to determine for sure you know, what's what to take in and what what's trash out of other things you're reading absolutely but um yeah i'm i'm a full proponent of reading other things too oh i agree and so having that as because uh, really what it is is you're just hearing other believers you know assuming you're reading other you know biblically centered mm-hmm. books you're hearing other believers and their heart and, and people that have the holy spirit and sharing what god has taught them and that's just a, a fact of being part of the body that's right. just a, a, a rhythm that you do throughout life and we do it you know face to face but you do it through liter, you know, literature, mm-hmm. and that's a unique way that God can use to encourage each yep. other. So, yeah, I'm I don't agree. There's a lot of, dude. There's so many good people. I feel like one of the most valuable things I've gained from, well, just deeper understanding and and people putting things in ways that I haven't heard before, mm-hmm. and like a lot of times. Well, I've been reading a couple people that have really been helping me with my Bible reading. I guess. Um, anytime, like with, like understanding historical context, yeah, that has been one thing I've really gained, um, from, well, not just that, but that's been a recent thing where understanding like more about Judaism and what, what the Bible would have sounded like to those people receiving it. And that's so helpful. So when you do read the Bible, you can have a better Mm -hmm. perspective and a better understanding of right certain things in it and, and yeah, cultural pressures. There's this book I'm kind of reading on and off um it's a bigger book and it's um it's called daily life and bible times and it's just Mm -hmm. it's an a to z book of different phrases and and things and and objects and whatever of Mm -hmm. things in the bible times so it'll go through like um 
fasting and it'll yeah. go through like just different terms like uh bread and like some simple stuff and then some you know sabbath and, and some yep. more complex stuff and it'll go through like the the significance of that in that culture and in that time and it's helped me to then go to the bible and when i'm mm-hmm. reading it i'll understand oh Mm-hmm. When it's talking about fasting or, oh, it's talking about bread. Mm-hmm. Like, this was how the people of the time viewed yep. this. Or this is how they made mm-hmm. the bread. or this is, And so it helps you understand different things. Because there are certain things in the Bible you're like, well, why is that significant? Mm-hmm. Or why did they respond that way? Right. And when you understand the context and you understand kind of the mentality of the people of the time, it'll help you... Um, better understand why people respond mm-hmm. that way which is another reason why it's so important to read the entire bible and have the yes. entire context yes because then you can understand um especially in the new testament in jesus's yep. time you can understand their mindset and the things that they were taught because they were taught from uh the old testament mm-hmm. i think dude one thing i'm really thinking through well as new believers, one thing that I did, so about seven months, six or seven months after I got saved, I went to a conference and shout out Eric Samuel Tim. Mm-hmm. Um, he was preaching and he was like, he was joking around because we were all staying in hotels and stuff. It was in lacrosse. And he was like talking about how God's love is limitless and like, because that was the theme of the conference or whatever, limitless, like Ephesians 3.20. But he, he made a joke about how we should take the Bibles that are in the hotel room if we don't have one and just read them, you know? Mm-hmm. And I already had, um, I, I didn't even know seven months in, I was like really growing a lot from mm-hmm. like fellowship and stuff with my youth pastor and like other like youth and youth students and then leaders. But I didn't have a Bible of my own until after that conference. I was like, hey, I just realized I don't have one. And you youth. stole it from the No, hotel. No, my youth pastor got me one with my name engraved on it. And so, nice. the, but what the guy encouraged, he was like, take a week. Okay, take, take, take a, week. a month and read one of the Gospels. Read one of the Gospels each week. Like read through the whole thing in one week. And I, and I started to do that and it literally transformed everything. Like yeah. it flipped my world upside down. I remember... Like I was in my room reading like for like an hour or so sometimes mm-hmm. and my dad came in and was like, what you, this is like so different, you know, hmm. but it started a new habit and thing in my life that was just crazy. And I think, um, as Christians, we have to interpret the Bible as like through the lens of like, now we're in a new covenant. Right. Um, so I think as new Christians, I've been talking about this with like a couple people, but how important it is to read the New Testament. Like, like I, I guess I should say, I read the New Testament a couple times, mm-hmm. and then I went into the Old Testament and I read the whole thing through. Right. And I think that really helped me read the Old Testament with, like, a good lens. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, because a lot of things are confusing. I, yeah, I uh, encourage new believers, too, to read, like, certain parts of the New Testament mm-hmm. first so that they can under stand yeah the yeah. New covenant in the grace of jesus and what he expects now yeah. and then you can kind of view that's how we interpret the old view, testament right the old testament better but it it kind of flips itself on its head too oh yeah 
and reading the Old Testament can help you <laughs> understand. That's true. The new. The okay. Yeah. 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 Really okay. Because like throw okay. away what I throw away what I said partially. No, but what you said is still true. Okay. Because yeah. I agree. Because you're going to be very confused if you just try to read the Old Testament. You're going to be in Genesis and be like, and then and then you're going to get, <laughs> and you're you're get, get to the, the second get, second the half of Exodus and you're going to be like, what is right, all of this? Right. And you're going to be like, well, why is none of these Christians doing right. this? And they call themselves followers of God and he wants yep. you to be. No, so yeah, you need to understand Jesus as fulfilling the law mm-hmm. and reading John and Romans and... Mm-hmm understanding you know romans for sure and hebrews of understanding the fulfillment of the law by jesus and then you can yep. read the law and then you understand Dude. okay you know that's why christians don't Dude. follow it and that's why but the old testament yes it's so important okay, to read the whole then, thing yes that's why reading so so what i've recently realized and i was telling you this like i just read leviticus i love this episode already, <laughs> <by the way. laughs> this is my no, favorite thing to talk about this is my favorite thing to talk about yeah uh so i was just reading leviticus yeah right and leviticus is hard to read and especially if you've read it before you're almost like and i've read it before so yeah. i'm almost like why am i gonna read it again <laughs> like, right it's no benefit but i've read it again and i'm thinking okay what am i gonna get out of it and one of the, this time the main thing that God had kind of impressed on my heart and made me like, you know, that I took away from it. Obviously, the holiness of God and is evident in that book. But besides that, what is ap- applicable for me in my life now is like, at the time of Jesus, this is the way that they were conducting life. Mm-hmm the priesthood and and everything the levitical law like all of those things were happening at the time of jesus so if you understand somewhat in-depthly what the levitical law was and what leviticus is all about then you'll understand a lot more like what the culture and life was like around the pharisees and around the temple and what that meant when Jesus, when you read the Gospels, and so now reading the Gospels, it's like things yep. you know can be a lot more clear. That helps so much with context. Yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. I love so. I think reading the New Testament a couple times for me first was so important for me to know my identity in Christ and how to live. And but now, when I started, I I started reading the Old Testament. Well, I'd read it here and there um, before this, but. 2015 is when I started my journey through like the entire Bible and dang son <laughs> but like and you still have no <laughs> no so so I that, started it so, and I'm still yeah I I had read and I'm on I had, a seven year plan <laughs> yeah I'm on a seven year plan 10 verses a day um <laughs> but dude and then okay so a combination of reading through the whole Bible and then people get annoyed with how much I plug Bible project but I got really into them and they describe so there's there's yeah, like there's like there's a total I feel like there's so much that the Bible is and there's so much the Bible isn't. And like people think a lot of people think the Bible's a rule book. Some people think it's right. just my thing where I go and I and I throw it on my bed and I read whatever verse it opens up to. Right. And then people just go to it for devotional content, which devotional content's important, but that's not all it is. Bible project helped me and reading the whole thing helped me to see that it is one story that leads to Jesus. And yeah. that, and the whole story, I just saw a picture of all the cross references 
There's so yeah. many different authors, and then it's literally yeah. just like a rainbow right. of yeah. like it's one things. interconnected truth. Can you can you imagine having that many different authors authors that were pretty much all on the same page? Right, throughout a span of thousands of years. Yes. Yeah, I was I was just telling someone yesterday. Like I tried to like in my mind before I spoke, I was trying mm-hmm. to like s- surmise the 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 Bible mm-hmm. and like what is it and like what's the main theme in mm-hmm. like one sentence. And what I said was it's, you know, a story of, of man's mm-hmm. rebellion and God's redemption and rescue right. of man. And, like, really, you can see how that truth is kind of interwoven. At times, it might be harder to see, but it's interwoven throughout all the, the entire Old yep. Testament and ultimately, you know, culminating in Jesus coming to rescue us and, mm-hmm. and make us new and bring us back to God. But Dude, yeah. It's beautiful. And that's why they call it the greatest story Ever. ever told, dude. It is. It's so. Story. Yeah, the tell. You ever hear this song? No. Shylin. Shout out Shylin. I need to listen to him more. I remember he was. He's so. His songs are too deep. He's too Bible. <laughs> yeah. He's all Bible. And yeah, all dude. His songs. <laughs> nah, he's What's legit. The, uh, there's so much. He's good though. He's very good. Yeah, he is. Dude, um, Facts. I was listening to. The Bible Project podcast today, and they were talking about the Bible as Jewish meditation literature. But they were talking mm-hmm. about how, you know, you get out of the Bible what you expect you're going to get out of the Bible a lot of times. Mm. And so there's people like like atheists, like Richard Dawkins, you know, who right. are like, this book's absurd because right. Right. his view is like, this book is from primitive farmers in the Middle East from thousands of years ago. Right. And it's like, no, this Bible was written by, well, first of all, it was inspired by God right. and literary genius too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I don't know. Like, it's literally, it's it's so great. <laughs> I love reading it. Um, so the, the meditation literature part though, they were talking about how it is so important to read it over and over because... And there's a lot of ambiguities in the Bible and things that you're like perplexed over. Right. But you're meant to have that over your lifetime because sometimes like like you're like, What why is there so little detail? Or like why are there like why did this character just come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and we don't know any backstory? Mm-hmm. But every time you read it over and over, we're meant to read it right. for a lifetime and yeah. keep reading the Bible fresh. Um I notice whenever I read the Bible, I'm like God's showing me new things in passages that I've read like five to ten times. Oh, for but, sure. And I think a it's because, times. yeah, and I think, <laughs> literally a million, a million. No, there are verses, dude, but I've read, dude, a thousand times. We, for yeah. Sure. And then I'll mm-hmm. like get something else. Out yeah. Of we bring, we bring our like own set or whatever. Like, okay. So we read, say you read the Bible in a year and then you go back and you're in Genesis again. You go back to Genesis with another year of life experience and new perspective. Yeah. And and perspective from reading the whole the whole story, yeah. the whole story again. Yeah, and it well, just keeps being fresh. You know, as the, the Holy Spirit, the Word of God is uh, living, living and, and active, and, active yep. and sharper than a double edged sword, mm-hmm. cutting to the division of of bone and mm-hmm. marrow. And uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's sharp and it's truth and it. It's active and it's living and it's here yep. now, you know, where, you know, whatever time you're mm-hmm. in, it's timeless and it's relevant and it's true. And so, yeah, that's why wherever you are in your life, it can speak to you now 
and then a year, five years, ten years from now, mm-hmm. that truth will have relevance to whatever you're going through then. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's fire. I also think that like, um, there's a lot of I've had conversations where, um, people say that they're Christians and, like I know I had this conversation a couple weeks ago, but the, the person said that they were a Christian. But they don't want to go to church. They don't want to read the Bible because they feel connected with God in nature. Mm-hmm. Which, it's great to feel connected with God in nature. But the Bible, if you are a Christian, like like the belief like that, that, that is how God revealed himself, has chosen to reveal himself to humanity. You know what I mean? That's like... Well, he revealed himself in Jesus. In Jesus, right. Okay, Ultimately. yeah. I didn't mean to be a heretic. There. <laughs> but like, you know, that's how we know about yeah. Jesus. Well, we know about them by the message of the gospel, which yeah. would present itself through his people regardless. Because there are nations mm-hmm. and countries that don't have the Bible, and people present, bring the gospel, the message, the truth True. of the gospel is still brought through his people. Mm-hmm. So he uses people True. regardless. Jesus but is the word. Right. Yeah. He all You know what I mean? Is he the is word. the word, and yeah. that's... God used to reveal himself through the law and the prophets, but in today he has revealed himself by the word, his son. His, yeah, Jesus. Amen. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Dude, I got to pee so bad. You got anything else? I really don't have anything else, except I'm really excited about the Bible. And I might have accidentally been a heretic a little bit ago. Was I? <laughs> no. Okay, okay. I get so worried about that. No, I, I feel like a lot of people agreed with you right when you said it. It's not but, wrong, but... It, I mean, it's... It is... Because he did reveal himself in Jesus. In Jesus, yeah. But the most common way to experience that now is right. through the Bible. Right. Because that's he, where the accounts are. His, yeah, and the mm-hmm. accounts of... Oh, yeah, that's another thing I was going to say. The Bible and reading the entire thing is so important because it is a a narrative of God's faithfulness and a narrative of God's presence throughout Mm -hmm. history with his people. You know, Israel in the Old Testament and his people now is the church, the believers of Jesus. And so it's a it's a testament of his the Mm -hmm. entire Bible is a testament of his faithfulness. Mm-hmm. and of his character and and that's why it's so important to read the entire thing because at different points you see different mm-hmm. facets of who God is and if you don't read the entire thing you're going to miss certain parts for of, sure of who he is and how he revealed himself mm-hmm. here and if you just read you know first kings or you mm-hmm. just read genesis or whatever if you just read you're just going to if you just read the gospel you're like what does this mean that Jesus is the messiah why did he come right what does this all mean and that's a good place. The reading the gospel, you and can all that still too. obviously believe on him and, and have oh, yeah, faith for sure. and love him. But, but it will give you a better understanding mm-hmm. and a better, well-rounded um, view of yep. the full counsel of God and who yep. He is. So yeah, yeah. So just wait. How how do you go, how do you approach reading the Bible really quick before you pee your pants? I just flip it open and I start reading. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, Lord, teach me. No. Um, well, recently I've been um, doing a yearly plan, which I haven't yeah. like, I've read through the entire Bible, but I haven't done like a yearly plan consistently. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what I've been doing recently. But um, in general, yeah, once you read the entire thing and you have a kind of a, a decent understanding of it, um, I kind of try to read the Bible and interpret the Bible by itself and yeah. understand it by all the other things that I've learned and taken mm -hmm. in and hidden in my heart and meditated on. And that's really one thing is like, I want to, ultimately I want to know more of, of mm -hmm. who God is right, and what he expects of me. Yeah. And so I try to approach it with what is this saying about God and what is this saying about who I need to be and what right. he wants of me. And um, obviously, it says a lot about that in every different book in different ways. And, yep. Um, yeah. I was thinking, I just had a thought about, bro, sorry, I got to whip out the study Bible. That thing is thick. Yeah, dude. It's the it's ideal. It's triple. I'm trying to find Psalms. Triple C thick. So, Psalm 1. I mean, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. Not everybody, but. Psalm 1 describes... Everybody in the 303, put your... Mm. Follow me. All right, go. Psalm 1 describes the ideal Bible reader. Ready? Yep. He who meditates. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, his, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. So, to be Christians that are prospering and bearing good fruit, we need to be in the Word and meditating on like what the Lord says. Yeah, I think ultimately it comes down to renewing your mind and mm -hmm. continuing to meditate on who he is and what he's done and really the fullness of, of God and, and who he is and what he desires of you is revealed in Jesus. Yep. And that is, like you said, all it's pointing to. So that is like, you know, the crux of all of this and what we're trying to say is it is pointing to Jesus and he is... Uh, the way the truth and the life and the giver of everything we need and so the bible is ultimately pointing to him and everything we need is in the truth of him and what he came to do which is to die for us and set us free and, and mm -hmm. from our sin and bring us um, reconciliation and peace with god and um, now we have a hope for an abundant life and an abundant future with him for sure and um, yeah dude that's pretty awesome that's a good place end for I, sure dude, yeah thanks man, for that, that fire good. there dude thanks for suggesting this topic because it yeah i enjoy talking about it so maybe we'll talk about it more maybe there's a lot you could just there's so much going. we could talk about it for six for years sure. <laughs> all right well you guys rock thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening to episode you, seven yeah. holy cow appreciate you guys hopefully and encourage you love you peace peace